Hello and welcome to the Leading the Line podcast. Chris here. I hope you're staying safe and keeping well. And we, well, we're not back once again with an SWPL podcast because we are going to do that. And in fact, by the time you listen to this, you'll already heard it because it's already been done. Anyway, we are here to preview the first of Scotland's two opening qualifiers of the Pedro Martinez Losa era. Scotland travelled to play Hungary in the opening fixture of the World Cup qualifying for the 2023 tournament in Australia, not Austria, Australia and New Zealand. Um, now, I'll hold my hands up. I always try and find out as much as I can about the teams that we are set to play, but Hungary has been a little bit tricky. So I've called on a friend of the podcast and one of the most knowledgeable people I know who I, I feel like is the, the, the dawn of Wosso worldwide. Uh, I'm delighted to welcome Sophie Lawson onto the podcast. Sophie, how are you doing? Not, not too bad, Chris. How are you? Yeah, I, I'm very good. Thank you very much for uh, taking the time coming on. Before we get into Scotland and Hungary, obviously started the WSL season. You obviously watch football over the world. We've just talked about Japan before we started recording. How has uh, the, the start of the season's been for you so far? Pretty interesting. Um, not 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 amazing for some of the Scottish players. Uh, just keep it relevant. It's, uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting start. Some teams dropping points. Some teams not dropping points. Um, where people might have expected. Uh, it looks like it might be. Uh, Quite similar to last season in, in terms of the standings, but uh, a fun a fun ride to, to reach the end line. Either way, and uh, just because it, and because of your slip of the tongue before we get onto, uh, uh, off onto uh, other topics, I'm now somewhat invested in a World Cup that's split between Austria and New Zealand. And that <laughs> could be particularly horrible. There'd be a lot of mountains, which would be good. I like I like being up a mountain. Um, so yeah. I mean, the travel, people are more about travel for the Euros, say, going from Baku to, to Wembley, I think, the travel from Austria and New Zealand to be going. But yeah, let's let's see if we can make that happen for 20, I don't know, 46. I don't know where we're at at the bidding these days any longer, it seems to be. As long as it's not every two years, I think that's yeah. the main thing with it, for sure. Anyway, so, standard tangent to start off the podcast. But yeah, so we're here to talk about Hungary, um, who are one of the other four sides in Scotland's group, along with Spain, Ukraine, and the Faroe Islands. Um, yeah, so we uh, start our qualifying campaign away to Hungary on Thursday, on Friday night, uh, 17th September. And uh, yeah, Hungary, I mean, my, my initial explorations of Hungary, Sophie, suggest that in terms of where they fell in the draw in, in pot four, it's a team that seemed to have been on a bit of a, a downward trajectory recently, looking at, looking at the past qualifying. Yeah, they're... Um... I think there are a lot of those sort of um, Central and Eastern European teams that end up getting sort of clumped together because they only have one or two players of note and they're kicking you very up and down. They can be quite streaky. Um, uh, you know, it, it can be tough, obviously, you know, when you don't have such a strong home league. But, yeah, they were not doing amazingly well at one point. Uh, they've changed a long-term manager, brought in... Uh, 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 someone new in in Margaret Kratz, um, who comes in with a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge. So I think you know we might be seeing something new from Hungary. But that also means if you're trying to uh, assess how they're going to be, they they've had one friendly against Bosnia and, and, and Herzegovina that they drew. Um, so and that was in, in April. Uh, so it's a little tricky to, to work out how they might play. Uh, but yeah, it could be a test for Scotland, especially if you don't have um, all your desired players. Yeah, I think I think we'll, we'll have a wee, a wee chat about where Scotland are in this 
this new world that we're living in underneath Pedro Martinez Lusa, I think a little bit later on. But yeah, I mean, in terms of their, their kind of qualifying campaign for the Euros, they, they only picked up seven points and six of those were against Latvia. Um, and it was comfortable, which is, and they picked up a point against Slovakia. Um, you've mentioned Margaret Kratz, you've mentioned that this could be a, a different Hungary. But in terms of the Hungary that we've seen to this point, what 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 kind of things in Scotland expect from them came out on, on Friday? Um, they used to be um, sort of stuck between being a little bit ungraceful, a little bit more, as you'd expect, again, in the region, as is the um, stereotype, a little more physical. Um, but you had moments of them trying to play football and it maybe not necessarily come together because they didn't have the players, but they did try. Um, I think you might see more of that. Of There will be moments, but again, you've got German manager, you know what your limitations are. You might be seeing a team that is getting a little more physical with Scotland than they might like. Um, and I apologise to anyone who thinks that uh, I'm sort of just leaning on assumptions and stereotypes. Uh, they, they, there are definitely players in that squad who can play football as well. And it's not all just, it's not going to be a brawl by, by any stretch, stretch of the imagination. In terms of uh, them as a as a fourth pot side as well, I think it's, when you looked at the teams that Scotland could have got, it definitely feels like it. It's maybe middle of the pack. I mean, getting getting that point against Slovakia, I thought was an interesting an interesting one in there. They also in a group of Sweden and Iceland, and I mean Sweden seemed to deal with them quite handily. But Iceland struggled, definitely struggled away away from home in terms of the, their ability to to test against the bigger sides. And I don't know if Scotland are counted as a bigger side at the moment. It's still uh, I think it's something that's up in the debate, maybe a little bit more than it has been recently in that in that respect. But um, in terms of the ability to challenge bigger sides, do you think it will be a kind of, and you've mentioned it already, a little bit of a trope, but it will be a case of maybe getting a bit physical, sitting in and seeing what they can get some of their more skillful players to kind of do when they have those moments? Um, it's, it's tricky when you look at results kind of um, in isolation, because sometimes it's not about what one team did, but what about the other team did? Um it's tough to get a handle on them. I think, you know, anything other than, than a win for Scotland, even regardless of the fact you're in your own transitional period, um, would would be, other than just a blow in qualifying, it, it would be a, a disappointment, even though you're away and, you know, you're, you've got your own limitations on and off the pitch. It, it, it should be, it should be three points. Um, and it, it should be sort of your, your senior players, leaning on their own experience to get through the match because obviously you have played teams from 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 that part of the world and yeah you've got Ukraine coming up which will be some of the same but but a little bit more football as well from from the Ukraine but that's 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 for a few few months down the line yeah I mean I think to kind of try and help give anybody listening to this a little bit of context about where women's football is in Hungary and the broader landscape of Europe and the world of the, the newfound wealth of the Champions League and such like. Um, Hungarian champions Vern Savaros were in the same path as Glasgow City, uh, got around the first round uh, against the Polish champions and then lost out to the Albanian champions, uh, Valashnev, in the in that kind of final of their mini mini tournament. Um, so it is very much a, a place where women's football is still a developing a developing thing. In terms of the, the squad then that they've got, got to hand, because they have a number of players playing in some of the bigger leagues in, in Europe at the moment. Who, who do you think is the ones for us to keep a wee eye out for on Friday night? 
well, I mean, it, it, it's, it, again, it feels just incredibly lazy to point out, but any player who's playing outside of Hungary is generally one to watch. Uh, for, for a long, long time, uh, Janet Yakafi was the go-to uh, for Hungary. Um, she was, for those who do or don't know, she was a, a Wolfsburg for the majority of her career when she, when she left Hungary, but she has recently retired, um, which is just in the most incredible blow for, for, for Hungary um, because when they played she was just a class apart on the pitch you could really see that you know she she was at Wolfsburg for a reason um, I she had, Mar- Margaret's called up a, a young goalkeeper uh, I don't want to say any of their names because I'm going to pronounce them wrong I've um, been so nervous about this as well I've been looking at them and going I might get this right is it Fruzina Schiedkraut? No so she sort of alluded to the fact that, that she might sort of rotate her players, whereas I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to try and use, use somewhat. Like English everybody person. knows that we will be doing our best to get this right. So I think that's, yeah, um, that's the thing. So long-term goalkeeper, uh, Rick uh, Sox, yep. um, you, you assume will start um, probably one of their better players as well. Very experienced, um, commands well from the back. Uh, otherwise, it's a young player called Anna Tziziki, uh, who plays for Hecken, um, has just a world of talent, um, can be a real goal threat, uh, depending on how she's sort of supported by her teammates. Uh, Henrietta, oh God, uh, is it Cesar? Cesar, uh, I've gone with Cesar as well, yeah. Who's a who's an inter was was in the Bundesliga again? Very experienced, uh, knows exactly what she's doing in midfield. So those are your type of players that you might have to be looking out for. Um, and that's why I say without a massive amount of knowledge of, of the Hungarian league, I do fail on that part. <laughs> um, but you've also got um, uh, Fanny Vago, uh, who has 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 served her time outside of. Uh, uh, Hungary as well, uh, currently back in Hungary, I think. Um, but again, another experienced player, well used to international competition, well used to coming up against like slight bear players. Um, who, I think she used to cap. God, I'm going on the fly here. I think she used to captain um, Sam Poulter when she was there. I think I might be confusing her with someone, and if I am, I do apologize to everyone. <laughs> Um, like I say, my brain is full of Japanese football right now and trying to think about Eastern European <laughs> stuff. Um, but yeah, so there's there's a few players. Um, and I think it's more with them about experience and, and the fact that they, they're, they're used to these bigger games and used to represent in Hungary. Um, so they, they they know their way around the pitch. Um, but then you've got sort of players like Suzuki, um, Zizar, even uh, uh, Dora Zella, I think. Yeah, Dorazel, uh, who's, who's been uh, in Germany for a few years as well, who might actually uh, come up and, and produce some goods and uh, and and worry the, the, the Scottish defence a bit. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think it's unfair to say that the, the aim here should be Scotland getting three points. Um, if the realistic aim of getting to the World Cup, this is a, a game that should be winning, and especially with Ukraine and Spain, the, the two teams that you would say particularly Ukraine that Scotland will view as a, as a rival in this qualifying campaign. Um, but I think you're right. I think there are a couple of players that do naturally stand it because I think yeah, Anna's escape from Hecken is, is, was one that I've really particularly had an eye on and been able to see wee bits of her because you can see the Damals Venskin a little bit. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, in terms of like hung, women's football in Hungary in general, I was trying to do some research earlier on, and it's it's tough. Like, where, do you know roughly where the game is just now in terms of its development in Hungary? It's not massively developed. Um, from what I do, again, it's it's not um, a league that I I can wax for hours on. Uh, but it it it's say so it's it's in that group in that kind of part of the world where it, it's not that developed. Where you know playing football isn't really high up on the list. Um, you know, for for, for a lot of uh, girls, then you know, growing up, so you do have a few that go over to Germany, uh, as, as you do from other sort of countries around Germany because it's there and it's it's a good place to go to develop. But it it's not uh, the strongest of leagues. You know, it's not the strongest of, of national teams. Um, I would love to just like throw out a fact of that the the, the, um, the, the the association are investing huge amounts. They want to make it the best league in the world. But as far as I know, they're not, and they don't. Um, that that may change. Um, but yeah, as, as as you found, as other people uh, have, have probably found, it's not easy to to find stuff on. On the league, on, on the national team, out there in in English, and generally, if the league is worth, uh, not worth, but th- there's a reason that there is, you know, growing English language coverage on other, yeah, other absolutely, leagues, um, and not on Hungary. But hey, you know, when the pandemic lifts, it's I, I can always get out there and write something. Uh, maybe we'll see. But that, that's generally the, the best way of, of finding out more about League is just sending someone off to go and do some research on it because there, there is only so, so little you can find uh, on the internet, especially when you have to try and force something through Google Translate. But yeah, um, should be three points for Scotland. Uh, the, the, interestingly enough, Kratz uh, said, um, and I think sort of just after the draw was made, that the, the level they want to be at or the level the level they want to be targeting is about Scotland's level. Um, so, you know, they're not going right straight out the blocks. We want to be Germany. We want to be Spain. We want to be the US. It's, you know, we, with what we've got, this is, this is where we want to be at. So we'll have to see how that goes. But she's also sort of spoken about the key areas she wants to improve the squad. And, you know, it's that thing where someone says there are four key areas and they kind of end up covering every facet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just in general, the, the squad needs to be better to be yeah. competing. So, yeah, it's, I think, a, quite a straightforward one on paper for Scotland. Yeah, I mean, she's she's quite interesting. I, I managed to find some information on her in, on, in German. So, as you say, I... German's not one of the ones I've ever, I've ever tried to pick up, so I, I fired it fired through some Google Translate, and uh, yeah, she seems like quite an interesting character, one of the first coaches in, in Germany to get a, a coaching licence, and it looks like she's had a lot of influence in kind of youth football as well, so it, it sounds like she's a coach that's maybe there for a bit of a project, and it could be that this is the start of it, and maybe for Scotland this is a good time, but Tell you what, let's transition away from Hungary. I think we've done we've done a good job there. I'm, I'm happy with what we did there. And let's talk a lot about Scotland. I'm keen to get a, an outsider's perspective, somebody who's not not Scottish uh, on uh, on uh, the Scottish national team. Obviously, we won't dwell on what the kind of what's happened in the past. We know that's happened. It's obviously the start of a new year for this qualifying campaign. Uh, Pedro, Pedro Martinez Lotta has come in. He obviously came in from Bordeaux and has had experience in England as well with uh, with Arsenal and I think London City Lion Messies, I want to say. Or yeah, he wasn't uh, coaching there, but he was he was involved in, in the staff at LCL. Yeah, he was he was involved there. Um, 
could you share a little bit? I mean, obviously, done my research, but could you share a little bit, obviously, from from obviously watching? I know you would have uh, watched a little bit of Bordeaux and obviously his time down in England in terms of what what to, what we should expect from Pedro in this kind of next cycle of international um, tournaments. Um, I think anyone who watched him as a coach at Arsenal kind of knew that any coach with the Arsenal team had the issue of they had loads and loads and loads and loads of midfielders, um, which means everyone everyone got repurposed. Um, you know, you're, <laughs> everyone was a midfielder, they were just playing in defence and attack. And it just, it was a strange Arsenal squad. It was kind of, it, it lacked balance. It had loads of potential um, and it never quite fulfilled it. Um, but I think that was very much about Arsenal, maybe a little bit about Pedro. They did change quite quite substantially when 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 Montemurro came in. But he's um he's an interesting manager. He's a little bit out of the box for Scotland, I think. I think you could say. Um yeah, no, I, I think he's, he's I think he's very out of the box for Scotland. Um, I was very uh, it caught me off guard when they not not in a bad way, I don't think, but it just it, 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 it caught me off for sure, absolutely. You know, sometimes it's it's not a bad thing. Um, you know, having a coach just who you wouldn't have expected um, and bring in some fresh ideas. But um, it, it's a strange one. And it, it's, it, again, it, you know, depending on who he calls up and, and the injuries has, he has to manage, you know, it, not quite sure what we might see from, from, from his Scotland. Um, I think kind of, again, sort of similar to Arsenal, less so Bordeaux, because Bordeaux was quite well um, put together and, I don't, I don't want to say sculpted because that's a weird word, but mm. there was a lot of sort of sense about the players brought in and how they they set themselves up, even though they, they themselves were sort of managing injuries and players coming back and stuff. But um, I think with, with any national team, you've, you can't go out, you know, if you need a centre-back or you need, you know, a, a, someone to play on the left wing, you can't just go out and buy that player. You have to look at who you've got and what you can do. And that's always going to be an issue for, for national team coaches, especially those who are coming over from the domestic game for the first time um, because they've got to get used to it and they've got to get used to the reduced time with the players. So I think that's going to be um, something he's going to have to adjust to anyway. So I think it helps that your first two matches should be two of the more straightforward um, in your in your qualifying in, in your qualifying campaign, but yeah, uh, you got a slight issue. Uh, we were talking about it before we started with midfielders dropping out, um, so we might have to see some being repurposed as well. But um, yeah, I think you know it'd be good to for for everyone, especially yourself or anyone with with a Scottish podcast, to come back after those two matches and and see how he's done and see how he's adapted in game where where necessary. Because at the moment. This is kind of guessing what he might do. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of part, it's almost like the fun bit before like people start trying to pick it apart and think figure it out. But let's talk about the kind of the Scotland squad a little bit as well. Uh, we we were talking about obviously before we started recording it and the fact that both Caroline Weir and Lucy Graham um, were, have come out the squad as is Kirsty Smith a little bit earlier and in has come. Um, <laughs> I'm literally just uh, looking at this again and it's come Lizzie Arnott, Lauren Davidson, and Rachel Boyle, who interestingly. On Wikipedia has been listed as a defender where she can play and has played for Scotland, but is also a midfielder. And given the the losses of Caroline and Lucy and obviously the retirement of Kim, it does feel like um, 
We're a little bit short in the middle, and it comes to a question I've got to you about how how the Scottish talent has started in the WSL this season. Obviously, Aaron Cuthbert seems to have had a, a really good start. Obviously, getting player in the match at the weekend just got past and having a good performance despite the three two loss to, to Arsenal. But it does feel like Scottish players are maybe getting pushed a little bit to the to the fringes and against some of the bigger clubs at the moment. We've seen the likes of obviously Lisa Evans going out and going to, to West Ham from Arsenal as an example. It, I think it's a tricky one. Um, actually, I, I think um, Cuthbert is a great example because she's played quite a few different roles for for, for Chelsea since 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 moving down to London. Um, you know, we saw her again repurposed a little bit on, on the weekend, uh, which flexibility isn't isn't a bad thing. Um, it, it's it's tricky um, for those those big big clubs uh, with with no disrespect to, to Scottish players. I think everyone who's Who's watching Arsenal over the last few seasons knows just exactly how much Lisa Evans can offer. Um, but you know, as clubs make signings, as they try and do what they need to, you know, you do see players get phased out, which is a shame for for, for someone like Lisa. Um, I think she's a really great pickup by by West Ham to get her on loan. I think she's going to offer a huge amount um, mm. to, to to that team, and that that really is is to to, to their benefit. But yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little tricky. Um, just sort of seeing how players have bounced out. Um, you know, like maybe seeing how much someone like Lucy Graham ends up playing for for Everton this season. Um, given how how important she was last year, but just how many signings they've yeah, made. Yeah. Trying to find the balance is 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 massive. But I think yeah, it, it's it's tricky for for Scottish players. They do seem to be kind of getting kicked to the curb a little bit. You look at a player like um. Hannah Godfrey uh, at Spurs last season didn't really get many minutes, even though the, the previous season she she was she was great for them, uh, and now she's um, gone off to Charlton. I think, um, but I'm, I'm expecting a big season from her there. But hey, it, it's it's a tricky one because you know it's almost like playing with like a new flashy flashy fun toy or something. Yeah. When when you when you could have the ability to sign Tobin Heath or Manor Obuchi, I will. Oh, what do I do about Lisa Evans? Or I'm gonna, you know, and it's it's tough for those players. But um, I, I think as as long as you know they in, in in themselves are happy and they're in an environment where where they can play, that it, it all feeds into each other, and they'll get you'll get the best football out of them. It just means they might end up moving clubs, but you know, players know know what's right for them at the end of the day. No, absolutely. I think you're right. If they're, I think if they're playing is the most important thing um, for, for them and, and for Scotland as well. But um, yeah, I think it's been an interesting development. And you've, I think Hannah's a, a really good example as well, because you've even noticed now players, I mean, Sophie Howard did it last season, taking a step down from Redding to Leicester City. Now she's obviously back up again with, with Leicester. But I'm, I'm very interested to see how that the championship develops uh, in England over the coming years because of the, the players that have seemed to have trickled down. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to Scotland to Scotland being back. Uh, I will say that it'll be a, it'll be a good laugh going to Hamden to uh, watch us play the Faroe Islands. Hopefully, nice and straightforward. We recorded this seven years to the day since we played them at Fur Park and won nine 0 So there you go. Is your fact of the day? That's a day out of date by the time you listen to this. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Sophie, thank you much for coming on and sharing your insight. It was uh, very kind of you and putting your putting your head above the parapet to talk Hungarian football. Um, it was uh, much appreciated. 
yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to have some some angry uh, replies, uh, angry uh, Hungarians in my mentions, um, <laughs> and I will not be hearing translate tweet. But no, um, yeah, and any time, I'm sure most of it was was, was a bit rambly uh, from my part. But um, it, you know, always here for a waffle or an omelet. I oh yes, love an omelet. I, uh, I I I'm pretty confident that we probably had the most coherent conversation about Hungarian women's football in Scottish podcasting history. So I think I think we're good. I think we're all right. But um, yeah, thank you very much, Sophie. If you want to get hold of Sophie, I'll, I'll link her in the tweet and all that when we put the podcast out. But yeah, give Sophie a follow. She's uh, she's one of the most knowledgeable people in women's football and also um, yeah, proud to have her on. But for now, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe. We have something Fair Island related coming. Touch wood. But uh, more than that when it actually drops. Um, we'll speak again soon. <laughs>